Hi, Jess. Hi, Cadence. This is the Busy Body Podcast. This is the Busy Body Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I took a class with you this morning. Yeah. It was a packed class. It was a fun class. Um, I had some trouble getting out of bed this morning, though. Me too. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> Me three. <laughs> but my, my thing is, like, I got a lot of sleep last night. I never get enough sleep. <laughs> so. Did you feel like you had that thing where you got so much sleep that you were still tired? No, it was more like, I think once I fell asleep and got the, you know, tight length of sleep that I needed and wanted, but that was great. But it, it took me a long time. It took me like two hours to actually fall asleep. Oh, that sucks. You know, when you wake up from sleeping and you feel like you were only asleep for like an hour? Yes. That's what happened to me. Weird. What about you? Um, I am a crazy person and I basically go to bed at two in the morning every night, even though I pretend that I'm going to go to bed at 11, but that never happens. And then I have to get up. I mean, I don't get up early. I get up at like nine, but, uh, because I do teach morning class on Saturday, I got up at eight 30, which for me felt like getting up at dawn. Wow. <laughs> How do you, because I feel like when people come to a workout class, they expect like, the instructor to be very energetic. Yeah. How do you deal with that when you're not <laughs> energetic? Um, well, actually teaching class, you feed off the energy of the room. So as long as everybody else is bright eyed and bushy tailed, then I like people who perform know what that feels like. You just, it's like you have an audience and you just kind of, you, the energy in the room mm -hmm. supports everybody. Um, I used to teach a Friday morning class and I hated that class because everybody was hungover. And Friday it, morning? yeah, huh. I was up with that. And uh, people would be really hungover and sleepy. And it was like pushing a boulder up a hill to get people to like wake up. And if I was at all sleepy, I was like, do should we just do nap time? Should we just stop? <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us into what we're talking about today. Today's episode. How to sleep. How to sleep. <laughs> we're not sleep scientists. Sleepologists, if you will. Yeah. We're not doctors. Or maybe we are sleepologists because that's not a thing. <laughs> oh, maybe. That might be no, closer. No, that's got to be a thing. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about strategies we use to go to sleep. I think it's it's an interesting topic because everyone is tired all the time. Yes. I think that's how we first started talking about this topic is we were like, no one ever says oh, I'm so rested and energized today. Basically, everyone is tired constantly. Especially if you're a busybody. Especially if you're a busybody. Like a, that's a, like a quality consistent of busybodies. Yeah, it might be. Tired. <laughs> might be a necessary ingredient. Right. It's also interesting. I think maybe a lot of the people who are listening don't have traditional nine to five jobs. Maybe freelance yeah. or work from home or work remotely. Um, and I think sleep is a whole different ballgame for those that's people. That's very true. That's true. I do feel like uh, a couple of people that I know that really have to be up at six because they have to get to work definitely go to bed at like nine every night and get a good amount of sleep and really prioritize that. But for the rest of us with flexible schedules, it's a lot easier to be like, or I'll finish two more episodes of this thing. Oh my God, it's three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Or like I'm scrolling through Instagram yeah. and like two hours later. Yeah. The noises in the background are a very large dog. We can't seem to record without him. <laughs> Jupiter is getting in a good position to go to sleep. Though. He's very good at he'll sleeping. Start, right now, he's just sort of rustling, but pretty soon he'll be snoring. Yeah, it'll be good ambient noise for this episode. 
Um, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the world that we live in now with binge TV is probably a, a big addition to people's insomnia issues. Someone should study that. Wouldn't that be interesting? Like when, like pre-binge ability. Yeah, like what binge-watching TV did to our sleep habits. Yeah. Sleepologist, get on it. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> um, so let's start talking about how to sleep. Yeah. Why do you think sleep is important to specifically to the body? I know like the mind is part of the body and we kind of know why sleep is important to your mind. Like, yeah, a, you know, a clear, a, a well-rested head is a more clear head. But what about the things going on in like your legs and arms? Yeah, I think um, rest is really key to repair your muscle tissue. So if you're training for something, if you're working out hard, if you're not really even working out that hard, your body needs rest time to repair. Uh, essentially, exercise is micro damage to your muscles. That's how they get stronger. The repairing of them is this is the strengthening and the growth of the muscles. So if you're not giving yourself that repair period, you're just going to move into um, an injury window or an overuse injury window, which um, people who are really sleep deprived and still working out are aware of. Hmm. and may have experienced um and certainly in my own life i feel like if i'm really pushing myself hard in all areas of my life and not sleeping well and still thinking that i can get in like a full weight workout or something i'm much more likely to be like "Ooh, i just uh that form wasn't that good now my shoulder kind of hurts you're as the mind is not clear you have less ability to even just focus clearly on what you're doing i think there are a lot of like rules around sleeping that everyone kind of knows like don't look at your phone for an hour before bed or like yeah, or even like more or something. blue light is what it yeah. is. Um, do you follow those rules? I do have a blue light filter on my phone, which I do actually think helps. Um, and let's see, I have a blue light filter. I try not to watch stressful TV before I go to bed. I definitely watch TV before I go to bed. And I did make a correlation where I was like, watching Scandinavian crime dramas for three hours and then trying to go to bed right after is not helpful. Yeah, both of us, wa- both of us watch a lot of crime yeah. TV. Shockingly, it's not relaxing. <laughs> right. You need to get more, like, Earth documentaries, I think. Yeah, uh, I watch a lot of Great British Bake Off now, and I, like, fall asleep during those episodes. Yeah. But I also don't have a TV in my bedroom. I know a lot of people like to fall asleep to TV. I I just have, like, a moral opposition to that, even though basically I fall asleep on the couch. Then I get up. I have, like, the worst sleep habits possible. Then I get up, and then I, like, wash my face and do all that stuff, and then I get into bed. Now I've fully woken myself up. splash water on my face you have like and a pre-sleep sleep i basically take a two-hour nap before i go wow. to bed it's it's, it's ridiculous wow. it's stupid it's it's the shame of my life it's the giant missing piece to my wellness that i'm tr- constantly trying to work on wow we found a flaw everybody <laughs> it's true i've tried there's been periods in my life where i really was going to sleep but then i'm just like ugh. Now I'm like normal person, <laughs> snooze fest, boring. Um, I do really love nighttime. I love when the city's quiet. I love being awake at like between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. is like really soothing and restorative to me in a different way. Um, I've always been a night person. I, I also always thought of myself as someone who had terrible insomnia. And then once I was in control of my own schedule and could just go to bed at like between midnight and 2am and sleep later, I was like, I don't have insomnia. 
this is just when I am sleepy. Mm-hmm. But if I try to go to bed at 10, I basically lay in bed tossing and turning until 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a realization for me. But I've noticed a lot of my clients that not only do people not follow those quote-unquote sleep rules, um, but they basically are not putting themselves to bed. And then they're like, I have terrible insomnia. And if I ask them, well, what what are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm laying in bed totally on Twitter. Not just like reading, but like tweeting things. I'm doing emails. Like I just ate dinner. I just finished a work thing on my computer. You can't just like shut your computer and be like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So that um, I think is always interesting. And I remember a long time ago reading um, like a thing about how to go to sleep better. And it asked, um, do you drink a lot of water before, you know, like kind of after dinner? And I was like, shit, that's like when I hydrate. And that actually did really help me like trying to drink water earlier in the day and then not after dinner. Cause I realized that as I was falling asleep, I was just constantly getting up to pee for like the first two hours of sleep. So, um, some of those silly little changes I think can be pretty profound. Yeah. That last one is interesting because hydration is like so important and like messaged to us as like the most important thing. I know my doctor, uh, Debbie glass around the corner, (laughs) she's like obsessed with me hydrating. Like Mm. she had me on one point on like a hundred ounces of water a day, which is a lot because you're only like eight. What, what is it? Eight cups a day is the, do you know what the standard water? Well, it's, um, like an ounce per pound ish or something. If you're like not active, I mean, most people should be drinking like, two to three liters a day which is a lot that's like 32 times three wow. so yeah she's so, yeah, having you like yeah. drink like a normal amount it's just yeah. it is a lot like to for me to do that i have to basically chug one yeah. first thing in the morning and then try and finish the rest of the them the rest of the day but i'm the same way as you like i would drink i drink a lot of water before bed yeah um and then you have to wake up so yeah. Like how do you get your hydration in? I guess starting earlier in the day is good. Yeah, that like tip. first morning chug, but like who wants to do that? But I mean, in this path to bettering ourselves. Right. <laughs> you and I also both prefer not to work out in the mornings. Yes. And that's a, like sometimes I feel like I use needing sleep as an excuse not to work out. Yeah. In the morning. I think that's real, though. I mean, I think most people are sleep deprived and that in a lot of ways rest can be as beneficial, if not more, than whatever workout. I mean, if you're chronically exhausted, your body's in a stress state, you're more likely to overeat, over-caffeinate, trying to fill in that energy from something else. I mean, essentially, our bodies get energy from two places, rest and food. So if you're low on one, you're going to load up on the other. Um, So that balance um, can be so off and people kind of downplay how underslept they are. But if you're just, if you're just constantly getting four or five hours of sleep a night, of course you're going to be drinking like a zillion cups of coffee, which is then continuing that cycle and like reaching for stuff that's just sugary or whatever to keep, keep you perked up, um, which is just going to make a worse cycle. So maybe staying in bed and getting that extra hour or two and not doing your like 7am run or something could actually have a better effect on your body long term. Yeah, we talk a lot about the people who kind of like force themselves to do a workout every single day, whether yeah. it's a run or weights or any yeah. kind of thing and and how that isn't always the most productive thing for your body. Yeah, or basically just the idea that adhering to some kind of strictness 
in itself just seems negative because life is full of uh, change and evolution. So how can you, you know, do your hour of yoga every single day? Um, hasn't anything interrupted you? Like what, how, how, how monastic is your life that you have the ability to always do that? Um, I definitely believe in moving your body and engaging with your body every day. But if you are sacrificing other things, skipping a meal, skipping out on your sleep because you have to get that mileage in or something, I just question where that's coming from and how beneficial that might be. Because maybe you're also just ignoring signals from your body that you need more rest or you need to just, I mean, I've definitely had days where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, you know what? I kind of just feel like cooking dinner and like slowing down and just you know, I think I need to replenish in a different way. I think that's actually not what I need. So over time, certainly learning to engage with your body on all levels and hear your body, how could that not be better for you in the long run? Mm, that is some heavy stuff. It is heavy. What's your sleep routine? My I feel like you have like a 17 like skin and hair thing. You're like super into your... I don't. I wish I did. <laughs> you know what? My, my secret shame is that I... I didn't like wash my face every night up until two years ago. Oh my God, Jess. I know. And you'd never eaten mushrooms before. What other? I have eaten (laughs) mushrooms. I just don't like mushrooms. Oh, okay. And not like, not liking mushrooms is a real big problem. (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I was really bad about this. Like up until a few years ago, I did not. You were one of those people that sleeps in your eye makeup kind of thing. I did. Not anymore. (gasps) I know, I know. I'm better now. Don't worry about me, guys. Um, Intervention canceled. Yeah, but I, I feel like my, I don't really have a sleep routine. My sleep routine is like being on my phone until I pass out. Mm. Um, and my husband likes to go to sleep pretty early. He's like, a, he turns in early, wakes up early. Mm. Um, and I keep him up with my like tap, tap, tapping my phone <laughs> on Instagram. And it's such a like bad habit. Um, I think that's why I have such trouble falling asleep. But I also, you know, I went through a really bad period of insomnia earlier, late, late last year, actually. And I tried like everything under the sun and all these sort of remedies to, to help me fall asleep. Like I tried, you know, sleepy time tea or chamomile tea or, uh, so a little like lavender oil under your nostrils. Mm. Um, and what is, what else did I try? I tried CBD oil. I tried mm. a lot of different like CBD, um, products and I, it still wasn't working. The only thing that got me to sleep better was starting to go to yoga nidra classes and mm. learning some like meditation techniques. That's so interesting. So that's a really good point because people's sleep problems can be based on all different things like your mind racing or your body's physically uncomfortable or your bed is uncomfortable. Like your environment isn't helpful. There's a light coming through your window. Your neighbors are making noise, whatever that is. Um, So figuring out what is actually the problem is going to obviously lead you to the solution. And I also have found that meditating before bed is really helpful because I'm definitely a mind racer if I can't fall asleep. But at the same time, I feel like meditation is one of those things. It's so good for you, but it's also like so aggressively, you're so aggressively told that you should be meditating every single day. Yeah. Or like, you know, there's those, all those apps that like, you know, compel you to spend five minutes a day meditating and like you should do that but sometimes when there are those things like you should do it becomes like a burden and it also feels like 
you're you're embarking on this new journey and new version of yourself if you just are like i'm gonna try this for five minutes it almost feels like now i have to do it forever um but that being said somebody gave me a meditation a long time ago which i think is from the kundalini yoga tradition where you hold your right nostril closed and you only breathe through your left nostril and there's something about like the left brain right brain to relax and go to sleep that's really soothing and you literally could do it for like three like three minutes or like seven breath cycles like it doesn't have to be this huge thing i do think that people starting to recognize that going to sleep there needs to be some kind of consistency because we can't just like lay down and pass out that that isn't like now i'm a meditator it's like you brush your teeth hopefully you wash your face hopefully (laughs) hopefully you change in your pajamas and you're not just like passing out in your work clothes like we already make these preparations so then you just sit on your bed or like lay down and do a couple like deep breaths some breath pattern stuff or you you know stretch a little bit to relax your body and that's part of your routine it doesn't have to be major not to go completely off topic, but you know, the, the Kundalini technique, not the the one you were referencing, you only close one nostril mm-hmm. and breathe, breathe through the other. Um, there's also the one where you like alternate. Yeah, that one's cool. And I remember after the 2016 election, someone asked Hillary Clinton, like how she was getting through life Yeah. after that, like devastating, painful loss for her and a lot of other people. And she said she used that technique, the alternating nut Oh, really? That's so cool. Technique and drink a lot of white wine. <laughs> That's a great combo. Yeah. <laughs> she, she definitely is a busybody and has a busy body. Yeah, for real. If you want to come on the podcast anytime. Anytime, Hillary. We'll have you. I'm super excited. And to be my number one Pilates client, that would be, like, amazing. <laughs> um, that's actually a good point because I believe... Bling, bling. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. Transition music. It's Q&A time. Okay. My number one question about sleep is, you know, we talked about strategies for falling asleep, but when it just doesn't work, you just don't get a good night of sleep, but because you're a busybody, you have to get up and do shit. Yeah. What uh, are your best strategies for being functional on very little sleep? So I have, I mean, I'm already this crazy person who goes to bed at two in the morning all the time. But when I was in college, I went through horrific like insomnia periods because I had to get up super early and I wasn't falling asleep. So I was really functioning on like three, four hours of sleep regularly. Um, if you're really someone who's caught in an insomnia cycle or um, whatever, you're jet lagged, all this stuff. Um, I really recommend, and I think this is so like anti like our culture, you can do things sleepy it's okay to be sleepy. Hmm. You can still function hmm. because the problem is, is people start to do a lot of, uh, drinking tons of coffee, but then that not only makes you kind of wired, it's not really giving you energy. You're just now like wired and jittery, but it can turn into another night of insomnia, especially if you drink it like after two in the afternoon, pretty much. So I'm a big proponent of just like relax into the fact that you're tired and just like be okay with that. And it's, like you'll you'll live like i don't know if you're driving a car for a living maybe you want to drink coffee just don't fall asleep at the wheel but like you can do emails and go to meetings and just be kind of like sleepy (laughs) and there's something about that that also takes the the struggle off the day where you're like like trying to function like normal if you just like be like it's okay i'm just sleepy 
there's like less struggle and strain and stress around it. And then it just is less horrible that you don't have that rest. I've really, really come to embrace my exhaustion. That is really interesting. I could write a book just called Be Sleepy. Yeah. I mean, it's like instead of, oh my God, instead of lean in, sleep in. Although that's like yawn in. Um, that's it. Yeah, it is really interesting because I think sometimes we do inhibit ourselves when we feel tired. Yeah. And then you, you, you wake up, you know, you get that roll out of bed after that, like two and a half hours or whatever. And you're like, uh, and then you're just the first thing you do is pound some caffeine and be like, I got to shake this feeling. It's not going to go away. Like you didn't get enough sleep. Doesn't matter how much caffeine you have. You're just going to kind of feel shitty all day. So the stress of that, this kind of regret almost in the, the, the mind stress that we get around trying to sleep, just like try and let that go. It's okay to be sleepy. It's totally possible. I mean, if you're a brain surgeon, probably not, but like for the most of us, yes. Um, the other one is Hillary Clinton and Kundalini's thing that, that alternating nostril breathing, which you can just Google, we can put in our show notes, um, supposedly really helps clear your head and balance your nervous system. And I have found that that does really work. Um, if you're just kind of losing focus and feeling, you know, drifting off and then so cliche, take a walk outside, get some fresh air, get your blood pumping and even the old, like do a couple jumping jacks, things like that. Just like wake your nervous system up, get the blood flowing. Cause if you're sleepy and sitting at a desk all day, yes, your body is like, can we just lay down? But if you just keep getting up, get the blood flowing, get your heart rate up a little bit, get the lungs pumping. You're going to be literally replenishing yourself with oxygen and that's going to help you stay awake without just becoming jittery on your fifth cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Are there any other th- you know, things that you do to keep your body like feeling physically energetic? Cause a lot of sleepiness is like the mind piece, right? And then yeah. Talked about the physical piece too. What, um, like other than, you know, jumping jacks or getting your heart rate up, are there any other tips you have? Like if your body just feels crappy from lack of sleep and yeah. how do you make yourself feel better? Yeah. Is there like, do you shower? Oh, I like that. Something like that, a shower, a bath or something. And then like, I wouldn't necessarily avoid exercise. I just would avoid things where I know that if I'm really sleepy, it's just going to make it a real struggle. Like going for a run on lack of sleep feels terrible personally for me, but a yoga class, a Pilates class, something where I'm kind of going internal in my brain, um, that might actually feel good and refreshing and kind of like I work out all the kinks from my tossing and turning. Even maybe lifting weights can be sort of meditative and feel good and energizing to your like body body. And then it might actually help you sleep too, for sure. The Busy Body Podcast hosts are big fans of not punishing yourself or not, True. not forcing if yourself to do something not already obvious yeah not suffering through a workout um yeah. just because even if you think it'll make you feel better shooting yourself as people often call that you know catching yourself when you're shooting yourself i should go to this class i should get up and run i'm so tired but i should do this yeah. And just recognize, like, if there's a bigger picture, if you're never working out because you're always exhausted, well, then you need to look at, like, what is happening in your life that you're, like, this is chronic lack of sleep. But, you know, if you're a new mom or something and your chronic lack of sleep is that you're caring for a newborn, maybe now is not the time to should yourself about, like, also getting to that 7 a.m. yoga class or something, you know? Definitely don't should yourself. (laughs) Should we put that on a t-shirt? It's bad to should yourself. (laughs) 
Um, okay, question two. Um, what do you find is like the most effective uh, position to sleep, to fall asleep in? Um, the the first thing that pops in my head is I've had so many clients complain about back pain and not being able to sleep and being uncomfortable and their mattresses are super old and it's such a silly thing but um people like we forget like the actual thing you're sleeping on needs to be supportive so if you're always uncomfortable and you're waking up with back pain you can't fall asleep you have to toss and turn most likely it's your bed and you should change that and it's hilarious how simple and profound that can be um I'm addicted to my mattress. Shout out to Home Green Home in Ithaca. Handmade in upstate New York. I spent bank on it, but Plug. it's worth it. Plug. <laughs> Feel free to sponsor us. Um, and after that, it's what works for your body. So if your back is really tight, maybe sleeping with a pillow under your knees so your back lengthens out a little bit as opposed to trying to sleep flat. If you often have lower back pain, um, sleeping on your side, sleeping with a pillow between your knees so that your knees are um, parallel to your hips. That's huge. I always sleep with pillows um, under my legs no matter what position I'm in. And if I go traveling, I have to, like if I'm in a hotel, which is so ran- rare, but um, I'll get extra pillows so that I can put one under my legs. Um, Why? Like what other than sort of like it's just part of your routine now? Like, Well, it just supports my body. I have flexible joints. Um, so if I sleep just totally flat, I end up waking up and my back feels weird or my hip feels weird. Cause I'll basically compress. Like I fell off a building and I'm like in a weird shape by the morning. And I also end up on my stomach a lot. So I will eventually move that pillow up under my hips so that my lower back isn't like completely in extension when I'm on my stomach. So I'm like, my butt's a little bit in the air. TMI just to lengthen out my lower back. I think all like people should feel more comfortable. Everyone always, when I tell people to sleep with pillows underneath, everyone always acts like, like that's so wild or something. People are like, Oh, I don't know. Like it's going to be like this huge addition. It's so much more comfortable. Like again, as I like to say, we are upright hairless apes. Orangutans make huge nests. Chimpanzees make nests. And then we just kind of like fall into bed. Like everyone's bed should be the same, but it shouldn't. You should make your little nest. However you like to sleep. Um, and then just also recognize that not everyone wants to sleep on their back. Not everyone sleeps on their side, whatever your preferred sleep position. The interesting thing is we often sleep in the asymmetry of our body. So if you have one hip that's super flexible, one knee that likes to hyperextend, we usually sleep in the way that encourages that, which can over time be part of the thing that's leading to your back problem or whatever you're working with. So, um, if your head and shoulders are really flexible and you find that you often sleep face down with your head like completely turned to the side like an owl, you might want to try and move out of that just because if you're often like, I wake up and my shoulder's frozen and I can't turn my head. Well, you were sleeping with your head like fully rotated so that your muscle engages and basically went into spasm. So uh, that would be a time to like try and sleep in a more neutral position but most of us should you know sleep where you're comfortable and then support that with pillows so that your body isn't just kind of collapsing all night how many total pillows do you sleep with three 
Like two under the head, one under the Yeah, legs. I have like one firm one that I move all around yeah. and sometimes like hold in my arms <laughs> and one soft one to go under my neck because I have flexible, my neck's really flexible too. So oh. I'll sleep in like a weird crunched baby bird position and then one under my legs. But you're just improvising based on what your needs are. Yeah. And if someone else is in the bed, I pretend that I don't use all of those. <laughs> then use their legs instead. <laughs> I think the number one um, sleep issue tends to be, like, neck pain. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, like... like, soft pillows and hard pillows? Exactly. That's, like, use a pillow that's supporting your head in a neutral. You shouldn't be, like, with your chin tucked down all weird with your head forced or, like, your ear to shoulder with your head smushed. Get in a spot where your neck is neutral and there's very soft pillows you can kind of roll up. There's even pillows that have, like, a little spot for your head those foam pillows, all that stuff. Just play around. I mean, I think people need to like own their sleep nest and like do what works for you and not just be like, these Pottery Barn pillows are so pretty. (laughs) But if Pottery Barn wants to sponsor us. Oh yeah. Hit us up. Also like, you know, Casper. Totally. Casper sponsors like every podcast. You know, why not? Let's all get a Casper mattress. Get a Casper mattress. Jupiter needs a Casper mattress. Oh, Jupiter does. Do they make dog mattresses? They should. should. And then pay us for that idea as well. He's a big boy and needs support. I mean, sleeping with animals is also okay. That's a huge thing. thing, yeah. Yeah. My chihuahua walks all over my face and neck, like, all yeah. fucking night. <laughs> yeah. My cat is switches between, like, my husband's legs and my legs. And then, yeah. like, every morning I'll just, like, get in my face to wake me up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Dogs dreaming and kicking you while they're dreaming and all that stuff. That's real. So, in order to sleep better, we just got to get rid of our pets. Right. But then they're also so good for snuggling. Yeah. Built-in, like, back warmers. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. Well, that leads us into, I think, our anti-desk body move of the day. Move of the day. Which is uh, something that will help you ease into sleep more. Yeah. Um, And it's super simple. Legs up a wall. What? I know. (laughs) Maybe you've done it in a yoga class. Um, So you just scoot your butt really close to a wall and then put your legs up the wall. So you're laying on your back and your full legs are completely touching the wall. So not far enough away that like only your heels are touching the wall because then you're going to hang out in the back of your knees, which is uncomfortable and weird for your knees. So you have to be like as if you're sitting on the wall um, in a pike position. So bent 90 degrees of your hips. And this is better done like while you're lying on the floor. On the floor, you could do it on your bed if you have like okay. a wall right by your bed because sometimes you get really kind of sleepy and you want to just kind of roll around and then lay down completely um but the idea is that all the blood is going back up to your upper body i mean not all the blood obviously um but you're kind of reversing gravity you're decompressing some of that day it's very restorative and restful for your system your nervous system and your digestion as well um so your belly can relax all that blood flow can be into the torso um and the brain gets a lot of oxygen which is relaxing as well Should you be doing anything with your feet? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, should I be flexing my feet? It'd be super passive. You could even tie your thighs together with like a strap, like a yoga strap, or even just like a belt or whatever you have um, so that you can really relax and not even hold your legs up. And that's one of those things like uh, my yoga teacher told me to try that when I was having sleep problems. And I was like, that's ridiculous. How's that going to help? And then I did it and I was like, wow, this is really relaxing. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's a great stretch. Too. It is. Yeah. If you have tight hamstrings, it's a really nice passive, easy stretch. It's going to make your back feel good. There's, it's kind of a win-win. Chest is nice and open. You can still look at Instagram. You can still look but at Instagram. But don't. Maybe don't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's best Try for you something not new. That said, we're on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> at BusyBodyPod. At BusyBodyPod on the Twitter and the Instagram. Hit us up with your questions uh, or your comments or your concerns, but only if they're complimentary, please. Exactly. Don't shit us, for God's sake. Don't shit, don't shit on us. <laughs> <laughs> All shitters will be blocked. Uh, the, the podcast is produced by Sarah Essikov. And Jupiter is our ambient dog noise. Yeah. Sleeping away. Yeah, he's available for rental for ambient snooze. And we hope that you get some sleep. Good sleep tonight. Yeah. Sleep well, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye.